Before sunrise, Burn Dairy and Deli is preparing to fuel your day with hot coffee, donuts, muffins, breakfast sandwiches, and other morning staples. For lunch, grab a giant deli sandwich made the way you like it. Pizza, wings, wraps, or a fresh salad. Plus, something to wash it down. Then pick up dinner or a sweet treat and other pantry essentials. Now you can get your Burn Dairy and Deli favorites delivered with DoorDash. All day, every day, you can count on Burn Dairy and Deli. It's all good. What's going on, everybody? Paul Bissonette here from the Spit and Chicklets podcast and now the TNT broadcast. I just want to give everybody a shout out and make sure you tune in to the ML Sports Platter. The ML Sports Platter back with you all over the major platforms, Spotify, Apple, Google, Stitcher, Deezer, you name it. Go ahead and download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review. It really does help spread the word without a doubt. We are brought to you by Liverpool Physical Therapy, Barks and Rec Doggy Daycare, Stanley Law Offices, and our great friends over at Elevate Fitness of Syracuse. If you are in and around Central New York, make sure you get on over to Elevate Fitness of Syracuse. They've got all the amenities, everything you need as far as your home gym is concerned, from free weights and workout equipment like bikes, ellipticals, etc., to the hot tub and the pool. Uh, they've got classes. They have all sorts of great things going on. Workout mats. They have a walking track. Get on over to Elevate Fitness of Syracuse. Get your membership today. Elevate Fitness of Syracuse is a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor and also two great locations in the central New York area one in Liverpool, and one in DeWitt. Also want to mention uh, this podcast is a part of the Believe Podcast Network, and you might know a thing or two about what's going on with wagering in today's sports world. Well, guess what? Believe and Bet Online, they want to let you know this. Hey, there's a little less football being played as the Super Bowl approaches, but you know what? Bet Online has way more stuff to bet on this playoff season. You know, the next coach, where's the the, the total coming from, uh, player performance props, you name it, Bet Online. Is the number one spot for all things NFL betting. And hey, we're about a month and change into the new year, right? Well, guess what? That comes with a new updated desktop and mobile website. To sign up today and receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit, just use our promo code BELIEVE to get started. That's B-L-E-A-V, B-L-E-A-V to get started. BetOnline's basketball, hockey, boxing, UCF, odds coverage, you name it. It's all there from sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. BetOnline is your number one online wagering destination. BetOnline, where the game starts and the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. This podcast is straight up all about Tom Brady. Um, Tom Brady, of course, uh, announces his retirement officially after the... uh, kind of the, the whirlwind that was with Adam Schefter and Jeff Darlington announcing it. And, you know, a lot of people got on Schefter and Darlington. I kind of have mixed feelings about it, um, you know, from the one standpoint, you know, working in the sports media, knowing what their jobs are. Uh, if they have a source who absolutely knows that Brady is going to retire, uh, that's the scoop, that's their job, and they tweet it out. By the same token, you think about a guy like Tom Brady, he's in the conversation with Ali, Jordan, uh, in terms of the great athletic success, not necessarily the global impact and all that sort of thing, but on the field, winning, being a teammate, all that sort of stuff. Tom Brady's right there with, you know, Jordan and Gretzky and, 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 and Ali and, uh, you know, big-time players, whether it's team sport or, or solo sport. You know, Roger Federer, Nadal, those kind of guys. Um, you know, Martina Navratilova. 
you look at uh, Sidney Crosby, Alex Ovechkin, uh, those types of players, Jordan, Magic, Bird, LeBron, um, uh, Willie Mays, you know, Hank Aaron, Babe Ruth, um, he's, he's in that Mickey Mantle, he's in that category uh, of just the all-time elite, 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 where, you know, as you're splitting hairs, you, you kind of split the hair all the way because you move those guys up just one more notch, right? It's, it's like I always say with the, the Baseball Hall of Fame, there's always a reason for different ballots because even though they're all in the Hall of Fame, Barry Larkin isn't Derek Jeter, you know? Uh, Larry Walker isn't Ken Griffey Jr., you know? Uh, Mike Piazza isn't Yogi Berra. Um, you know, Burt Blylevin and Jack Morris and, uh, you know, many others I could name aren't Bob Gibson, Tom Seaver, Christy Mathewson, and Sandy Koufax. Tom Brady, we know how this went down. I mean, you go way, way back to, you know, 2000, I mean, 22 years ago, and he was picked in the sixth round as the 199th overall. Had the battles with Drew Henson, tried to win his starting spot at Michigan, right? Uh, came on late, obviously. Um, 99 season held Henson off again for the starting job. They platooned during the season. Uh, they started 5-0, and uh, won against Notre Dame, uh, road win against Wisconsin, um, against Michigan State. Brady was not chosen to play in the second half, but after being reinserted into the game when Michigan down 17, he almost brought him back. You started to see glimpses of greatness even then. And then, um, you know, it, it, it kept going throughout the season. Uh, beat Indiana in a close game, comebacks against Penn State, uh, and, and others, um, and then Michigan concluded the regular season against Ohio State, and, uh, you know, it was a dramatic game with a trip to the Orange Bowl on the line. Everybody remembers, right, five minutes left, 17-17, Brady leads Michigan to the winning score, and then he le leads Michigan to do an overtime win in the Orange Bowl over Alabama, 369 yards, four touchdowns, and led the team back from a pair of 14-point deficits in regulation, 14 to nothing first half, 28-14 in the second. So that 28-3 to stuff that happened in the Super Bowl and the comeback against the Rams that fell short as well in the postseason just you know a week or two ago, uh, I got news for you. Brady was doing that stuff right at the end uh, with, with, with Alabama, there, there's, or with uh, Michigan, you know, against Alabama and some of these Big Ten teams. And in the two seasons that Brady started at Michigan, he went 20-5. and He won the 99 Citrus Bowl, the 2000 Orange Bowl. Finished his career ranking third in Michigan history with 700 attempts and 40, 442 of completions, fourth with 5,351 yards and 62.3 completion percentage, and fifth with 35 touchdown passes. Folks, what am I getting at? At the very least, those performances, the adversity he showed, right? Being on the big stage, beating premier programs, Big Ten and elsewhere, out of conference, bowl games, etc. <clears throat> that should have given NFL teams at least a little bit more of an inkling to not let him drop all the way down to the sixth round. Like, maybe a general manager somewhere, somehow, could have said, man, maybe this guy is pretty good. <laughs> you know, maybe he is pretty darn good. And at least what he's shown here, he deserves a shot, right? At least a deserving chance, you know, to... Uh, to play for us, draft him, you know, grab him as a backup, let him fight for a spot, see what he, he, he can bring to the table, you know, for our team in the NFL. 
And <clears throat> yet the first round goes by, the second, third, fourth, and fifth go by. And then Bill Belichick and the Patriots and company, they decide, well, might as well, you know. And Brady was kind of on the radar for Bill Belichick, you know, a little bit before that, but not quite, um, you know, to the level of, <clears throat> you know, that it should have been. Uh, and, and Brady, when you think about it, he went right into the NFL with that chip on the shoulder mentality. And he has not let it go since, and he won't let it go post-career. Um, here's a guy who will be, I think, super active uh, in terms of business, uh, TB12 and all the rest, and, and that chip on the shoulder. He's going to try to get to the highest level of business. Maybe he joins broadcasting. Um, he's obviously incredibly well-spoken. He's done the Jim Gray podcast for years along with uh, you know SiriusXM. <clears throat> he's done a million interviews. Nobody's been better with the media than Brady in, in sports history. Um, you know, so he goes to New England and all he does is win six Super Bowls and goes to nine. And then he goes to Tampa Bay, wins one, right? Goes back to the postseason, wins another division, <laughs> 13 wins, comes back against the Rams, plays at a an extremely high level in 2021. I mean, this guy could easily come back and play. Um, you know, three-time NFL Most Valuable Player, five-time Super Bowl MVP, <clears throat> that means that in the 10 Super Bowls he played in, he was the MVP half the time. Uh, two-time NFL Offensive Player of the Year. I mean, trust me, this list is so long, I probably won't get into it. Um, you know, five-time NFL passing, touchdowns leader. Uh, I won't get done with it. You know, the decades team, right? I mean, the 2000s, 2010s, you know, uh, Associated Press Male Athlete of the Year 2007. The accolades are out of control. <clears throat> you know, two-time Sports Illustrated Sportsman of the Year. Tons of success in college, too. I mean, let's be honest. Not just what I talked about at the back end there, beating out Henson and, and doing his thing, but in 97, he won a national championship uh, as a lower-string quarterback on that roster with Charles Woodson and company. Um, but 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 one of the big things, um, too, to look at is the NFL records. And many of these will not be broken. I don't care. You know, I know we're supposed to say, well, you know, there's going to be another, you know, there'll never be another this guy or that guy, and then another guy comes around, right? Like, we thought maybe for a while there wasn't going to be, um, you know, another Wayne Gretzky. And now we're looking here, maybe Connor McDavid can get to that level here currently. Alex Ovechkin has a chance to break his goal record, right? Like Jordan is still the greatest of all time, but LeBron has obviously pushed that argument a little bit as well. Um, you know, there won't ever be another, you know, A, B, C, D in baseball. And then you fast forward and all of a sudden, voila, you know, you get a Ken Griffey Jr., you get a Mike Trout, um, <clears throat> you know, you get those kind of players uh, that at least push the envelope in terms of the discussion. And I think with Tom Brady, though, his 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 NFL records are going to be tough to beat because look at the total. You could look at the longevity that he's given. You, you, you could be Patrick Mahomes and play another 15, 20 years and not even sniff what Tom Brady will have. Okay, so NFL record-wise, God almighty. Sev these are all NFL records. Again, I repeat, all NFL records, and I don't know if... <laughs> I don't know if one or two, well, maybe a couple will get will get touched and surpassed, but I don't know how many more than that. I really don't. Super Bowl wins seven, 10 Super Bowl appearances, five Super Bowl MVPs, 243 uh, wins at quarterback the most ever, most career passing attempts at 11,317, most career passing completions at 7,263, most career passing touchdowns, which is just insane, 624. You think about that, you know, on average, what do we what do we got here for what does that come out to, you know, per season? Um, six twenty-four. 
I mean, that's like 30 touchdowns a season, you know. Um, <clears throat> 84,520 yards, that's the most career passing yards ever. Most pass completions in a season, 4885. And longest touchdown pass, 99 yards. He's tied for that one. Um, it's insanity. His lifetime passer rating, 97.6. And I think there's a few things that Tom Brady doesn't get enough credit for. And, and, I'll, and I'll throw a couple things that he's had the benefit of which not a lot of people have circled around on that, and I don't know, I, I can't figure it out. It really, it's bothered me through the years for sure. Um, and that's not going to, I don't, I don't want to get at, you know, get messages and crap from people. Oh, you're a dire Bills fan and he whooped your ass for two decades and so you're mad at, I'm not mad at anything. I'm not mad at anything. I appreciate greatness. I cover the game, okay? I'm not just Joe Fanboy. Joe Fanboys don't belong in sports media. Uh, sports fans, to a degree, uh, to a realistic degree, do belong in sports media, but you need to have some objectivity along with that partial subjectivity, uh, you know, and I don't think anybody does it better than Rich Eisen. I mean, I think he just does an awesome job showing his true love of Michigan Wolverine football uh, and and uh, yet by the same token covering games and all the rest and being critical and being objective and all that. But there's a few things Brady has not getting, gotten credit for. <clears throat> Number one, uh, enough credit for. Number one is... You know, we heard a lot through the years, whether it was Welker, Amendola, Julian Elliman, uh, Gronkowski, etc. <clears throat> you know, the over the middle with Deion Branch, whatever era, whatever year, whatever Super Bowl run, whatever whatever you want to get into. Dink and dunk Patriots, right? Screenplays to running backs, right? Uh, so many short st- things, short passes going on from Tom Brady. <clears throat> he doesn't throw the ball deep. He doesn't. Da, 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 da. And then you go, Really? And then when they got Randy Moss, they were the biggest deep ball threat in the NFL. He also, as I just mentioned, holds the record tied for the longest touchdown pass ever at 99 yards. I saw a ton of passes to Rob Gronkowski, to other wide receivers, deep, deep. I saw it pre-mit Randy Moss. I've seen Tom Brady throw the ball way down the field. Look at what he did against uh, all these teams as a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. You know, he threw it down the field to Godwin, down the field to Evans. He's throwing it down the field to multiple people. Look at the touchdown at the end of the first half last year in the NFC Championship game in Green Bay when Mike Pettin decided to go single coverage. Brady read that, uh, you know, with his eyes closed and threw an absolute dart downfield. I think it was like a 40 to 50 yard game. Tom Brady's deep ball, his accurate deep ball greatness is wildly understated. He's been an unbelievable deep ball thrower. Incredible. Another thing... He gets a ton of credit for, but probably you, you couldn't say enough about it, is Tom Brady's ability to make everybody better. I mean, you think about guys coming into the New England system. Um, he's he's made those lower bar guys that much better. Look at what he did with Chris Hogan. I mean, that's just one example. Deion Branch was a really good player in college at Louisville. I mean, he was. Uh, people forget that. He, 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 was, he was one of the, the high-end receivers on the draft boards, he was picked to do really good things in the NFL. Wasn't picked to win a Super Bowl MVP, but Tom Brady developed him into that. Look at the amount of players, the no-name guys at uh, Tampa Bay with the injuries Tom Brady got the ball to no matter what. The guy's work ethic, his his reps never... I mean, I would suggest to anybody reading the Brady versus Manning book uh, by Gary Myers, because in there, <clears throat> there's a great, great nugget about Tom Brady not wanting to ever give up his practice reps, ever, right? And the reason is because the guy practiced like it was the Super Bowl every single day. And those things were were just, uh, 
you know, I mean, he just set an example, man. I mean, over and over and over again, he just kept setting examples, setting examples, setting examples. Um, and in, in one of the, um, you know, unfortunate things, um, that happened was in 2008, he had a major injury. Um, they're playing the chiefs. Brady's left knee was seriously injured midway through the first quarter <clears throat> on a hit by chief safety, Bernard Pollard, and he left the game and didn't return. Uh, he needed surgery later on, obviously tore both his ACL and MCL, and it ended his streak of 111 consecutive starts. Who knows how long he would have, uh, you know, gone on that mark, by the way, as well. And this certainly uh, was difficult, um, you know, for, for I think, the Patriots because and Brady because they were trying to come back from that 2007 perfect regular season, right, and his first MVP year and losing to the Giants in heartbreaking form uh, in the Super Bowl 17-14, to 14, right? Um, last minute touchdown type of a thing. And, and it's funny because Tom Brady's Super Bowls, for as many as he won super close, he, he lost some super close. And it's funny because I heard somebody the other day say, uh, you know, man, Tom Brady could easily be one for nine. I'm, I'm like, yeah, he could also be eight and two. <laughs> he could be nine and one. He could, he could I, 10 and oh, come on. But he could be, he could be eight and eight and two, nine and one. Um, when you think about it, right? Like the Giants Super Bowls were close throughout, um, you know, the Rams, uh, Super Bowl could have gone from a win to a loss. The Eagles Super Bowl that they lost could have gone to a win, you know? Um, so you can kind of go every which way with it. Uh, the, you know, the, the few losses that he did have, you know, one to the Eagles and, and two to the Giants, let's say two or three go his way and he's nine and one, but by the same token, the way sports work, two of those three go the other way. And then two of the three that, you know, two of the other wins, I should say, uh, probably go the other way in the loss department. So that's just how it works. But that was an example, and and I heard a lot of, well, Brady's a system quarterback. That That's another thing that Brady, just that it's just so untrue. Brady's a system quarterback. He's a system quarterback. Folks, he's not a system quarterback. He makes the system. The West Coast offense could not be run without Joe Montana. Bill Walsh said that. Players make systems. Systems are created after the players you have. Remember when Phil Jackson said, hey, we got to take the ball out of Michael Jordan's hands just a little bit. Not a lot. He's our go-to guy. He's on his way to becoming the greatest player of all time. But I'm implementing a triangle offense. That's what I'm doing. I'm implementing Tex winners, triangle offense. We're going to run it here so that we get wide-open looks for our guards. Horace Grant gets more mid-range. And then once that starts to happen, the one-on-one just opens up for MJ again. Oh, and then there's that Scottie Pippen guy who can play an inside-outside game on both ends of the floor. It's tremendous defensively, creating points to the other side. Triangle offense, he will thrive in the system. Voila, six championships later, how did that work out? But they couldn't do it without Jordan and Pippen. They couldn't, right? The West Coast offense, same type of a thing. You know, Bart Starr was a play-action type quarterback, but that didn't make him a system quarterback. He was a perfect play-action quarterback and enough of a deep ball thrower to Max McGee and company based off of the ground game that was the DNA of the Lombardi Packers with Paul Horning and Jim Taylor. That's how this stuff works. Tom Brady in 2008 proved that. Because, and I remember I was I was actually at the opener in Buffalo when, when the news came over the intercom that Brady had gotten hurt and, and some disgusting fans cheered it. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, the Patriots finished 11-5, and five, okay? They failed to win the AFC East title and missed the playoffs altogether for the first time since 2002, right? And I heard a lot, well, they still won 11 games with Matt Castle. It shows you they have Belichick. It's a system, blah, blah, blah. They can win with anybody. No, no. Because if Tom Brady was in there, 
<clears throat> they would have gone 13 and 3 or they would have gone 14 and 2. Okay? That's all there is to it. That's all there is to it. I mean, I just I don't understand why people can't see that side of it. Because quarterbacks Elite quarterbacks through the years. Otto Graham, Johnny Unitas, Bart Starr, Joe Montana, Fran Tarkenton, Dan Fouts, Jim Kelly, Dan Marino, Troy Aikman, Steve Young, Brady, Breeze, Rogers, Peyton Manning, Big Ben, Russell Wilson, right? All Patrick Holmes. All of these guys make Terry Bradshaw. I think I said Montana clearly. John Elway. <laughs> Man, if we had some elite quarterbacks man holy smokes the reality of the situation is that Brady plays that year they win at least two more games they win another probably three more games and they get home field advantage throughout and that's the difference when you have one of these elite guys you know you're a nine-win team or you have an elite quarterback you get a Peyton Manning you end up being a 12-13 win team you go to Super Bowls man like that's how this works that's how it works and I'll tell you what, I mean, the guy's career has just been absolutely, positively remarkable. And I'm going to get to a couple of um, things that I think Brady, uh, you know, because it does come with the territory for the greatness and all the rest. He's had a lot of help along the way and and, and a couple of things that bother me uh, with Tom Brady's career. And, and I want to just get into that here in a second. But before we do that, Believe Podcast Network and Masterworks. What I'm about to say might shock you. In fact, speaking of goats, the greatest quarterback of all time, if that's Brady or somebody else, they're not just a goat on the field. They're a goat when it comes to investing as well. Stocks, crypto, and even art. Now you can invest like the goat with Masterworks. Masterworks is the investing platform that lets you uh, buy shares representing an investment in art from icons like Picasso and many, many others. Folks, it's so great. Art prices actually outpaced the S&P 500 by 164% from 1992 to 2021. In fact, early investors already received over 30% IRR in 2020 and 2021 from the sale of just two paintings. This is your opportunity to join 3,000 other members and invest like the go. Plus, you can get priority access with our game day promo. Hey, go to masterworks.art slash believe. That's masterworks.art slash B-L-E-A-V. That's masterworks.art slash believe. And you can see important disclosures at masterworks.io slash disclaimer. Uh, believe in Masterworks together. Make sure you go and invest in the platform. It's, it's going to be definitely worth your time. Also, a quick word from our terrific, terrific friends at NordVPN. Grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash believe or use the code BELIEVE, that's BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to get up to 70% off your NordVPN plan plus one additional month for free. It's also risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guaranteed. Again, visit that website by going to nordvpn.com slash BELIEVE, or use the code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to get up to 70% off your NordVPN plan plus one additional month for free. And hey, it's also risk-free, again, as I mentioned, with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. Tom Brady, a couple of criticisms. Um, number one, and these are in specific order. <laughs> specific order. 
number one is the Spygate thing. And that really, really bothers me. The early Patriot years. And if you don't believe it, and you're a Patriot fan, Boston Homer listening, whatever, you know, you got to, you got to, I guess, either come to the reality that something happened um, or don't and just be, you know, in another world. Um, but Spygate happened. Go read Brian O'Leary's book. Uh, Brady, Belichick, how much did they know? How much were they involved? I got to believe Belichick was involved greatly because he was best buddies with Ernie Adams. How would he not know that Ernie Adams is in stadiums filming the opposition multiple times? There were multiple occasions of this. The walkthrough, of course, with the Rams and the Super Bowl, the practices, uh, Jets and other teams came out later on. <clears throat> Something happened. Um, how much of that was done at home that we didn't also know about that helped the Patriots secure wins, which in essence got them to a home field advantage top seed spot. And then all they had to do was win two games because they got the playoff, you know, they got the bye, they got two weeks to prepare, win two games at home, Bob, voila. And I'm not saying that's easy, but bah, boom, you go to the Super Bowl. So Spygate has bothered me. Deflategate has not bothered me because Tom Brady taking air out of footballs. I think football's been taken, football air has been taken out or inserted for years, I mean, decades. And, um, you know, quarterbacks, even Aaron Rodgers after that talked about, hey, I like the football a lot harder. Who's not to say that at Lambeau, they're not putting those things in freezers and putting a little bit more air in them. I mean, come on. That stuff happens all the time behind the scenes. Equipment managers do what the quarterbacks need. You still got to throw it. You still got to hold it. You still got to make plays. You still got to do your thing. So I, I understand that part of it. But Spygate has bothered me a little bit. Um, and that's where I've kind of gone with, like, is Tom Brady the GOAT or not? Because how, how much did he know and how much did he cheat, you know, to get to a point where he won games in the postseason with home field, which maybe they would have had to have gone on the road a few more times and he wouldn't have as many Super Bowls. Um, another big thing is he's gotten a ton of breaks along the way. Uh, he's been the beneficiary of referees and he's passed in this modern world. He even admitted on the Jim Gray podcast, man, he even admitted that, you know, he has for sure, uh, you know, played in an era where it's easy. It's never been easier to play quarterback. And then you add on to that that he's Tom Brady. He's a guy you can't breathe on him. You can't touch him. You can't do anything. You know, the, the, just the most minuscule small hits. I remember in the AFC Championship game in Kansas City a couple of years back, Tom Brady got hit right in the chest. The helmet rose up just a smidge, and he went down, and they called a uh, helmet-to-helmet. I mean, that, it's absurd. In the 80s, that would have been a great hit, and the quarterback bouncing back up and tapping the helmet of the other player. I mean, that's, that's what that would have been. Today, he is right. I mean, it's never been easier to play quarterback. Uh, you can't touch the guy. I, I don't think any more complaining has taken place from a quarterback than Tom Brady, and I don't think that there's ever been more calls for a guy in the history of the game uh, either. In addition to that, how about the tuck rule? The Patriots dynasty got started in the AFC Championship game by the tuck rule. Nobody even knew what the tuck rule was. It was apparently in the rule books, but it got brought out when the call got reversed. It was a fumble. It still is a fumble. Tom Brady's arm, if you look at it, you can look at it in real time, in slow motion, whatever. His arm is back. That's a fumble. Charles Woodson came in, his former teammate at Michigan, and stripped the ball. The Raiders recovered. They should have gone to the Super Bowl. Instead, the call was reversed. And it was the tuck rule, which, you know, you, you go to throw, you kind of pull it in, you get the ball fumbled. Nope, it's a tuck rule. It's possession. It's still your possession. It makes no sense. 
It makes no sense. And even if you're describing the tuck rule that way, and you say that what you saw on that screen was what that rule states, it's bullcrap, because it's not. It was a fumble. What they're describing was different than even what looked, uh, what it looked like on camera. And what it looked like on camera, replay, slow motion, real time, was a fumble. That play propelled the Patriots dynasty. Now, I'm not saying that Brady wouldn't have gone to nine Super Bowls after that, right, short of one. And, and, and we know Vinatieri made the kick in the snow and all the rest is history. But you get the point. You get the point, the beneficiary of an unbelievable call. The Yankees got a call, obviously, in the 96 ALCS. Derek Jeter's home run to right, right field. Uh, obviously, Jeffrey Mayer gets involved, right, uh, with, with the outfielder. And, uh, you know, the rest is history there. The home run is, 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 is kept. And the Yankees go on to win the pennant and win the World Series for the first time since 1978. The difference with that game and that sport is that that game and that sport, you have to win a series. You have to win four of seven games to get to the next step. And in football, it's a one-game showdown. You get a break like that, you win the game, you move on. You might lose a game like Baltimore, but you have a chance to come back in the next couple of games and get revenge and win games and change the momentum and the story of the series. Not the case in football. Um you know, so the, those type of things have happened. They benefited Brady. Another thing, it's not a criticism, but a lot of people have said that Brady hasn't had as much help as Rodgers and Big Ben and some of these other elite quarterbacks in his era, and there could be nothing further from the truth. Rob Gronkowski, Aaron Hernandez, they went out and drafted running backs to help the system. Bill Belichick, and that was countless times, uh, Bill Belichick created the slot receiver with the likes of Wes Welker, Amendola, Julian Edelman. Uh, they went out and got Deion Branch, as I mentioned, in the NFL draft. They had one of the best offensive lines for years. They had borderline Hall of Famers on defense, collective unit defense, one of the best in the league every single year. They picked up guys like Junior Seau. They had Vince Wolfert. They went out and, you know, they, they had Teddy Bruschi. They had Ty Law. You know, they went out and picked up guys like Rod Woodson. I mean, these were guys that all came to New England. And again, there's the other side of it. I understand people want to go to New England. They want to play with Brady. He's a winner. He makes everybody better. All those things are true. But you have to not say that, oh, well, he didn't have any help. I mean, the guy, they went out and got Randy Moss for crying out loud, the most explosive wide receiver in football. They added to an offense that was already good with a quarterback who was on his way to arguably being the greatest of all time. And, and by the way, I would I'd like to think that all those years with Josh McDaniels helped, and I'd like to think that having arguably the greatest coach of all time and Bill Belichick helped as well. So I'm just trying to give you the, you know, both sides of the coin here a little bit, but overall, absolutely positively, congratulations to Tom Brady on an amazing year. I know the Spygate, I know the Deflategate, I know he had a lot of help, I know the Tucker rule, I know all those things. I also know by the same token that he whooped the hell out of the rest of the NFL for two plus decades. And when you look at the records, and I'm going to close with this, um, this was floating around a few days ago on social media, and I just could not believe the numbers. I, I guess I didn't even realize. Well, actually, I don't even have the graphic ahead of me. But go try to find Tom Brady's record against all the other teams in the NFL. He has perfect six and zero marks against multiple teams. He was thirty three and three against the Bills. I mean, all sorts of unbelievable numbers. So kudos to Tom Brady. Who, hey, if he's not the greatest of all time, he's certainly on the Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks. Uh, I've always had him, Montana, Elway, and Unitas on mine. Uh, seven-time Super Bowl champion, five-time Super Bowl MVP, three-time NFL Most Valuable Player. The records go on and on and on uh, as far as many, which will not be broken, and 10 Super Bowl appearances 
as well. Just absolutely unbelievable, the career of Tom Brady. And uh, just, I think we're going to miss him. I'm going to miss him. I really am. I'm going to miss the guy. ML Sports Platter, all over the major platforms, brought to you by Stanley Law Offices, our good friends at Stumbling Monkey Brewing Company, Brutonace Hardware, and Rosie's Corner. If you're in and around Central New York, stop by for the comfort food every day of the week. Meatloaf Monday, Turkey Slop Tuesday, Wednesday, Chicken and Biscuits, Thursday and Friday, Mac and Cheese and Fish, and oh, by the way, pizza wing combinations for all of the big games on a daily basis at Rosie's Corner, available on Grubhub, DoorDash, and the new Slice app, rosiescorner.com for more. You can order right from the website as well. Rosie's Corner is a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor right in front of the Brewerton Bridge. If you're in and around Central New York, get off the Bartell Road exit, take a quick right, and then another quick right up Route 11, and voila, you're right there at Rosie's Corner. And on your way, you can pop into Brewerton or Ace Hardware as well uh, and get anything that you need for your house inside and outside. Thanks for listening. Hit me on Twitter at Sports. As I always tell you, enjoy the games. For listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.